ButcherBox is far and away my favorite subscription service because not only are they saving me time with a trip to my grocery store by delivering the best quality meats right to my door for free, but they always deliver the best in grass-fed beef, organic chicken, pork that's raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. With ButcherBox, I always know I'm getting the highest quality products available, and the proof is in the flavor of the dishes I make every time I use them, which is basically every day. And once you open a box, you'll see how committed they are to getting you that quality too. I'm talking ribeyes and strip steaks with all the marbling, steak tips carved up the way they should be, nice and thick, awesome chicken wings and thighs that I can store and pull out whenever I want to make a meal that my friends and family will love. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of those premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com everytown and use code everytown to choose your free offer and get $20 off. So one more time, because this is key, new users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code EVERYTOWN and get $20 off your first box. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Every town has a dark side. In the 1999 supernatural psychological thriller film The Sixth Sense, One line that left a mark among audiences is, I see dead people. Uttered by Cole, the child character who can see and talk with the dead. In real life, ten years earlier before the film, a chilling mystery hit the Wyrick family in Georgia when their three-year-old daughter Heidi had claimed seeing and talking with spirits. The first few spirits the young girl communicated with didn't harm the child and her family, but the terror escalated after the Wyricks had a second child and malevolent forces started wreaking havoc. I believe this chilling story that has been featured on TV shows inspired a film and a book is worth retelling, and I'm sure you're curious to know what and who these spirits were that troubled this Georgian family if they found closure, and what happened to Heidi Weirich decades later. I'm Andrew Fitzgerald, and welcome to this week's episode of Every Town. We'll get into this scary story shortly, but remember that if you'd like to watch this as a video, then head on over to our YouTube channel called Scary Mysteries, so you can watch it complete with compelling visuals. And... If you have any stories you'd like us to look into, then let us know in the comments below over there. 
Now, let's head to Ellerslie in Georgia, where we learn all about the hauntings of the Wyrick family. It all started in February of 1989, when young couple Andrew and Lisa Wyrick, together with their three-year-old daughter Heidi, bought their first house in the town of Ellerslie, Georgia. It was a modest, one-story, three-bedroom brick house where they envisioned living a peaceful life in this idyllic, small town populated with just over 3,000 people at the time. It was the perfect place to raise a family for provided safety, and the couple felt that they were off to a fresh start, and Heidi was also beginning to be lured into a strange world in this new environment. Shortly after the Wyrick family had moved in, Andrew and Lisa started noticing something different in Heidi's behavior. The young girl would converse with someone, but no one else was there. On a few occasions, she would raise her hand while walking on the property, as if someone invisible was actually holding her hand. Heidi's parents surmised that she was having imaginary friends, which was not totally uncommon among young kids. It came to a point where Lisa wanted to know what was really going on, so she asked her innocent daughter about her imaginary friends. Heidi said that her new friend was named Mr. Gordy, and she described him as an old man dressed in a black suit, tie, and a shiny pair of black shoes with a top hat on his head. Just like a friend, Mr. Gordy would play with Heidi outside on the swings and in her room and take her on walks within the property. The young girl would often talk about her kind old friend who always seemed to be around. Mrs. Wyrick found this peculiar, but just assumed that her daughter was still coping with the change in the environment. In the later years, when Heidi was much older, she then disclosed that Mr. Gordy was present in her life until she turned eight years old. Surprisingly, she didn't know as a kid that the senior man she considered a friend wasn't real or alive. Mr. Gordy was just the first out-of-this-world spirit that invaded Heidi's life. And he was followed by others, some of which inflicted harm to the Wyrick family, and it changed their lives forever. Paranormal tales continued to unfold in the Wyrick residence when one day, Heidi opened the door and saw a white-haired man who had a bandaged and injured hand and wore a blood-soaked shirt standing in the doorway. Heidi said his name was Con. Mrs. Wyrick, when told by Heidi about the man, felt concerned and looked for Con, but didn't see any man. Thinking that someone was trying to harm their family, Lisa called up her husband to come home. They then both surveyed the neighborhood, 
but Andrew and Lisa didn't find any trace of a possible intruder or attacker. The now overwhelmed mother sought help from her sister Joyce who had just moved in next door. Upon hearing the extraordinary events surrounding her sister's family, Joyce volunteered to dig into the history of the house. She first located the more recent homeowner through the help of a real estate agent and found a woman named Catherine Ledford. Joyce met with her to discuss the house where the Wyricks had just been settled in now for a few months. Mrs. Ledford told her that a man named James Gordy had owned the house before her, but he had died in 1974. He owned a real estate company in Columbus and was a Sunday school superintendent at Ellison Methodist Church for many years. Catherine also said that Heidi's description of the old man who was often visiting her was accurate. As the plot got more eerie, Mrs. Wyrick became anxious after knowing that Heidi had named her invisible friend Mr. Gordy, who apparently was a real person at one time. Her daughter's claims of having an old man as a friend started to make sense now, and Lisa explained to her daughter that Mr. Gordy had been dead for 15 years, and what she was seeing and talking to was the old man's ghostly spirit. Heidi, who didn't know how to read yet at age three, asked to visit the grave of the deceased old man. It was the first time that both of them had ever gone there, but Heidi right away knew where it was located. Perhaps Mr. Gordy's spirit must have led her to his resting place. Andrew and Lisa now wanted to know more about the mysterious house that they had bought, so Lisa got in touch with the former owner, Catherine, herself. This time, Mrs. Ledford brought a few photos when she visited the Wyrick family, and when Heidi was asked to look at them, she instantly pointed out a man in the picture the injured man with a bloodied shirt she saw on their doorstep. Catherine identified the man as her uncle, Lon Batchelor, who had died of cancer in 1957, but lost his hand in a cotton gin accident when he was a teenager. Heidi's parents were perplexed to say the least by these discoveries and feared for their daughter as a way to distract her from the mysteries going on, they thought of giving her a new pet dog, which Heidi loved. But the dog wasn't spared from the strange incident. Oftentimes, it would stare off into the hallways and house corners, then let out some growling and barking, but there was no one visible. The dog eventually ran away and never came back. Mrs. Wyrick then became convinced that Heidi's friends were not just a product of her imagination, but they were spirits of the dead who came to haunt them. Soon, more sinister, poltergeist-like happenings started to hound the Wyrick family. They experienced supernatural occurrences such as hearing objects being moved or thrown across the room, doors opening and closing on their own, 
and Lisa hearing someone whisper her name over her bed at night. Meanwhile, Heidi continued to see and communicate with the spirits of Mr. Gordy and Mr. Bachelor. And Lisa shared with her pastor the ghostly happenings in her house, and the church leader told her that the ghosts weren't real, but demons were. The Wyrick family had thought of moving away from the town of Ellerslie altogether, but they realized that the spirits would continue to follow Heidi and haunt their family. So, they ended up staying in the house for years while grappling with different kinds of spirits. When Mrs. Wyrick got pregnant with her second child, the bad spirits started to make their presence strongly felt by every single family member. Heidi felt a dark figure with no distinct features like a silhouette lurking in their house, and it would do bad things to them. This figure would also appear as a dark shadow in her room, making it cold and pulling at her hair. She was never scared of the spirits of Mr. Gordy and Lawn Bachelor, but this dark figure made Heidi scream upon seeing it gliding in their hallway. In one of the worst incidents, the girl who seemed cursed to see spirits woke up one morning with three deep scratches on her face. Her parents assumed that Heidi unconsciously did it while sleeping, perhaps in order to prove that it was the work of an angry entity. The dark figure singled out Andrew to have a similar experience, and he woke up with three claw marks on his side, back, and chest on three different occasions. February of 1994, another member was added to the Wyrick family with the birth of their son, Jordan. Andrew and Lisa feared that the family's new baby would also be a target of the spirits, so they then consulted a parapsychologist, Dr. William Roll. In September of that year, he investigated the Wyrick home and brought with him pictures One of them was that of Mr. Gordy. Heidi immediately pointed out the correct photo of Mr. Gordy as the man visiting their property, and after his extensive discussion with the family, Dr. Roll was convinced that the Wyrig's daughter was indeed seeing spirits. The expert doctor found it extraordinary that Heidi came up with accurate physical descriptions and with names which was impossible for her to know in any other way. He said, Having spoken to Heidi and her parents, I'm even more convinced that we are dealing with genuine parapsychological experiences. Then the question comes up, Why are these things happening to this little girl? With more and more people becoming aware of the Wyrick family's paranormal ordeal, it didn't take long for the media to get interested as well. One reporter claimed that he drove to the Wyrick's residence and suddenly felt overwhelmingly awful, so much so that he decided to leave without ever speaking to Andrew, Lisa, or Heidi. 
The story was featured on a Discovery Channel documentary titled A Haunting in Georgia. It was also featured on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, as well as The Oprah Winfrey Show. A book detailing her early years was also printed, and many people were able to connect with the young girl through her struggles. As expected, Heidi received the most unwanted attention, and the spirits didn't seem to like that. Looking back, a grown-up Heidi said, It means so much to me to help people out there who are going through the same thing as me. The Wyrick family continued to experience paranormal activities in their house until one of their worst fears happened one day. Lisa found Jordan, who was around three years old at the time, speaking to someone. It was like deja vu with Heidi's strange behavior when she was around that same age. The toddler said the friends he was playing with were a little girl, which Heidi described as a friendly one, which reminded her of a girl from the TV show Little House on the Prairie. But it didn't make Lisa feel any better. Once again, Dr. Roll was called in, and he found out from Lisa and Joyce that their mother used to talk about seeing people and hearing voices. The parapsychologists now believe that the ability to see and talk with spirits actually ran in the family. Dr. Roll asked for assistance from a well-known psychic named Amy Allen, who came to the Wyrick home, and she instantly felt the presence of a little girl, the spirit of Mr. Gordy, and three dark spirits as well. But she didn't believe in demons. The second psychic was consulted, and she confirmed that three demonic entities were present in the house. The first one was trying to stay in Jordan's room, The second entity was trying to attach itself to Heidi, but a good spirit, believed to be Mr. Gordy, was protecting her and fighting off this bad entity. The third demon would traverse between the living room and the wall over the beds of the Wyrick couple. The psychic also disclosed that a portal existed in the living room between the spirit world and the real world, and the portal was specifically found in the fireplace. Most frightening of all was her revelation that every spirit that had come through the portal remained inside the house, and the demonic entities didn't want to leave. This was a plausible reason why the Wyrick home became sort of a playground of the spirits of sorts. The helpless family asked their pastor to cleanse the house and drive away the evil spirits, but didn't seem to succeed in getting rid of the demons. Heidi continued to be the subject of the malevolent spirit's attacks. One night, she woke feeling very bad and sensing a dark spirit at the edge of her bed. She screamed for her parents, and they witnessed how the demonic entity yanked Heidi off the bed, grabbed her by the feet, and lifted her upside down off the ground. 
The tormented girl told her parents that the violent attacks were done by the dark figure. And that horrifying incident was more than enough reason for Andrew and Lisa to decide leaving their first ever house in Ellerslie. More than three decades since the hauntings at the Wyrick family's house have occurred, and there have been no definitive findings or explanations, especially about Heidi's visions. The mystery remains as such, and as an adult, Heidi is still on a roller coaster ride into the paranormal world. She hasn't seen Mr. Gordy for years, but she continues to see and feel the presence of the dark figure and other spirits. She said, I can sense when it's an evil presence or if it's a good presence. If I sense evil, you wouldn't believe the feeling you can get. I've literally been sick to my stomach. Despite the paranormal encounters and media attention, she tries to lead a normal life as much as possible. She's now married to her husband Aaron and takes care of their kids and she also pursued a career in the medical field as well. As for her unusual gift, which some people say is actually more of a curse, Heidi has learned to simply deal with it. But she wishes every day that her paranormal experiences had not happened so that her life would have been so much different. She continues to see visions all over their new home in Columbus, but Heidi doesn't give much attention to them now. She said, Most of the time, I've learned to keep a lot of it to myself, and I really don't even notice it. You get used to seeing things after a while. After going through the torments inflicted by evil spirits, nothing can scare Heidi Wyrick anymore. Thanks so much for tuning in, and if you want even more creepy stories from us, then check out our YouTube channel and podcast called Scary Mysteries. Over there on the YouTube channel, you'll find each episode of Every Town as well, complete with a cool video component if you'd rather watch it like a show. And if you really want to show us some love and support and watch truly terrifying videos, then check us out at patreon.com slash scarymysteries. There's a new video every week over there, plus the chance to get involved with ideas and picking the videos that we post each week. So head on over there to get involved, and I'll see you soon. So that's it for this week's episode of Everytown. Tune in next week for another one filled with scary, strange, and mysterious stories. Because who knows, maybe your town will be next. <laughs>